Shut your mouth, broadcasting. First round draft pick. Believe we got stats, kid. Quarterback stacking. 100 yard dashing. So tap in for the action. What teams got traction? What teams are losing? Franchises ruined. Fans in the stand booing. Welcome to the Sim Podcast Show. I'm your co host, Eric, and I'm always. Joined by my co-host Ron. What up, Ron? What's going on? You know what we do? We talk about the National Football League on a weekly basis, including the playoffs. And Ron, if this is something that interests you, go ahead and subscribe, and or else just keep it moving. Ron, we just had week number twelve in the books. Other than the Steelers actually winning a game, what did excite you about this week? Um, other than the Steelers winning, what excited me? I guess Thanksgiving was great. Um, getting to watch football eat three or four meals uh you know that was good for sure uh, over the thursday and then saturday i watched some college football some really good college football games and you don't watch too much of that um and then uh wrapped up sunday and yesterday with the uh, steelers victory so it was a pretty pretty good four four day stretch four or five day stretch for me it was it was action-packed you got turkey day mm -hmm. you got the you didn't mention this, the World Cup. Oh, then yeah, you got, the World Cup. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, it's an afterthought for you. World yeah, Cup, yeah. you know, you can't, even though, and we'll talk about it shortly, even though I was like 0 for 3, picking out winners in the World Cup. Mm. And even this week, I was like, I think I went 2 for 2, picking out winners. So let's, let's dive into the NFL news. Uh, we'll do news, we'll do our reviews and we'll do our predictions so in the news i just saw this that uh the defendant deshaun watson is coming back to the browns well how do you feel because now the browns like you know they don't have a great record but they're gonna play them they're gonna throw them out there uh i guess so right they gotta see what they got i don't know i don't know if it's even where i was i was questioning at the beginning of the season whether or not deshaun would play i expected cleveland to, to be have a better record and to be in it um and i thought uh you know the qb i forgot who he is now uh the starter i thought he's he would play pretty decent and he has for the most part and i, I wasn't sure they would make a move to have Deshaun actually play after missing so much time you know being what almost two years away from football uh, not really having a lot of practice either um but it it the day is here it, you know they made it clear that he's He's going to play. He's going to start on uh, that, you know, and um, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Now, they just won, which we're going to talk about. So they're four and three right now. Same record as the Steelers at four and seven. So now they got the shot. So is it going to really matter or are they just doing it to see what they have? I, I think they're just seeing what they have. I don't think bringing a, a guy like we just I just said. From two years away from foot, uh, playing football is going to make that big of an impact. I could be wrong, but um, I think there's a lot of issues on that team outside of just quarterback play. Uh, so I, I don't think it makes a difference. Um, you know, that's that's just how I see. It. I think they're they're going to be outside looking in. The other news that I saw but before you move on to that though, I did hear something. Um, I didn't get to read about it, but. Uh, someone sent me a text uh, that I guess like the lawyer for the um, for the uh, the women. I think it was like ten women or so said that they're going to be at the game. Oh yeah, uh, I read about that. That that to me is like 
Is that not harassment at that point? I mean, you've went through your case, we've settled. Why are you harassment? I mean, they're not making contact with him. They're not calling him. They're not badgering, and it is a public arena. Why yeah, is that you, harassment? You, I don't know, man. <clears throat> to me, you settled. At this point, it's time to move on. I think if you're you're making an effort to get people together, you know these these same uh, women together collectively to show up at the game, then it's all about um, at that point just making a spectacle. What, of the did situation? He, did he do something wrong? I mean, what what do you feel like they're being there? If he did nothing wrong, like he alleges, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if. They're keeping it in. They're making a story. They're continuing the story. They're not making it. They're continuing the story, uh, even though the case has been settled. And I guess that just rubs me the wrong way. Why settle if if it's uh, you know if you're still not happy? Uh, then why why settle? Well, I think that you should be mad at Deshaun's lawyers because they should have put that in the NDNA when they settle. Say you cannot be within the same. Mm-hmm. Mile radius out to my client. That also should have been doled out in the settlement. But now, hey, they get to watch the game with the defendant Watson on the line. I think yeah. that, yes, it's definitely putting a light to the story, but it's definitely saying, hey, this guy is not who you're thinking. Yeah, I think everyone knows that by now. You know, so hey, why do you need to be to Houston, there? They're going to make a show in Adam. Okay. I don't think that it's going to affect this play, what I'm saying. No, no. Do whatever you want. Everyone's going to be mad at Sean Watson anyway, so Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. The other news is OBJ to Dallas. Just rumors, but what do you think? I don't know. It's rumors. Um, I I don't know. I I don't know what's going to happen. I know it sounds like Jerry Jones really wants him. He wants to go to a, a contender. He also wants to get paid. Um, so I think the ball's in his court. Now, <clears throat> there were some off the field issues that happened this, this weekend with him getting kicked off the plane or whatever. I don't know what happened there. It just seems, that story seems just kind of fishy to me. Um, but you know, I think teams will still want his services. Teams that are in playoff contention will want his services and he'll still have uh, you know, the team of his choosing, whatever, wherever he wants to go, that's where he's he's going to end up. And I don't know if it's Dallas, to be honest with you. I know Jerry wants him. I just don't know if it's going to be. I'm not 100% so that's where he's going. Well, he definitely is going to, it's not going to go to LA Rams because they don't have a chance to win. Yeah, no. So he's going to go to a winner. And what is Dallas? What is the Vikings? Uh, what the Chiefs, right? He might go to the Chiefs they're talking about too. It's also. But the Chiefs just grabbed somebody this week uh, that was kicked off Atlanta's team. So I don't know. I feel like the Chiefs just grabbing any receiver. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if you're good or bad. Yeah. Uh, The other news, which we don't have the full details on, is that Brett Favre lost. Mm -hmm. So allegedly he stole money from the the Mississippi Welfare Office. Mm -hmm. Right now he's sued. Um. Even just being like wrapped up in this lawsuit, it's not a good. It's not a good look for Brett Favre, right? Not at all. And he filed a motion today to dismiss the lawsuit or whatever. But I mean, he it, it's all out in plain sight. I think there's enough evidence to show that he uh, committed fraud, uh, welfare fraud. Um, 
and he understood what was going on um, and he thought he he would be covered and obviously that that wasn't the case so he he's, he, he looks bad at the end of the day you know he's gonna end up coming out looking bad and this is something that you know I think that a lot of retired player players they see this as a money grab you know given the speeches mm-hmm. you know doing this public appearances and why not end up but then there's consequences when you don't come through you mm-hmm. know and I think that when you're playing for a team that organization is responsible for you to you know follow through with your work mm-hmm. when you're a veteran that used to play I don't think that you have that organization backing you up mm-hmm. and I feel like Brett Favre dropped the ball his representatives dropped the ball the fact that they were using his name to give all these speeches it's just mess and like I said with the smoke there's fire it's just not good yeah so that will be your NFL news at least for the week 12 uh, now let's look at uh, week 12 reviews which uh, let's start with you know how we do it here we always leave the winners for last so let's start with the losers and let's go way back Thanksgiving night New England and Minnesota they ended up losing 26-33 Ron you had them winning 28-17 to I, I had New England losing, losing. Mm-hmm. yeah you had mm-hmm. Vikings winning 28-17 mm-hmm. so Ron in your estimation what happened this game uh- <laughs> I think in terms of we we had a long discussion right when we did the past uh, podcast last week about how good are is the Patriots defense and I said well yeah they're good but they're playing chumps let's see <clears throat> when you're playing a real team a team that can actually score how well you do and um, to me I think the Vikings offense um, and I knew they would come out hot um, after the ass whooping they got the week before. Um, but they didn't come out hot because remember the score at halftime was 13 13 13 or 16 16 it wasn't that they were, were they were blowing us away or yeah. the pats away you still had a cousin make a mistake in the first half mm-hmm. but you know you could you could tell that Justin Jefferson was still not out you know like he was being contained but not like to the max right so he blew up because if you think about it, the Patriots only gave up twenty six points. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I guess uh, you can look at it that way. And they did stop the run, right? Uh, Dalvin Cook didn't really do much, but between Jefferson and Adam Thielen, who to me it looked like he's lost a little Watched bit of a step. Out. Yeah, yeah. Um, the two of them put up two hundred yards. Uh, together receiving um, Patriots didn't have an answer for either of them at all and Jefferson's just a he's I mean just a Jefferson beast. yeah he's I mean he's, he'll be he'll be on the MVP top mm-hmm. I I thought that you know the Pages have a top five defense I had to eat more words on that but I it wasn't that that they were making you know all over the place making Justin Jefferson look like a super sight. He had a um, hundred yards off. But it was the penalty mm-hmm. extending the drive to an offense that really didn't need that extra help. 
But, you know, they were just dumb, dumb penalties the whole game. Even in the first half, mm-hmm. you know, there was face mask extended at the play. And I think most of them were on third down, which is even dumber. Mm-hmm. Running into the kicker, the face mask twice, you know. And then, like, you know, the offense actually played pretty well. Yeah, that's the part I was, uh, I was happy for because I do like back Jones, I think. Um, you know, in our chat, our buddy Steve has been, I mean, I think he's, he was at one point giving up on Mac Jones. I, you know, I'm happy that Mac played really well and the offense collectively did well. Um, I don't know about throwing 39 times and only running 13. I don't know about that game plan because it didn't appear to me that they were looking to, uh, use the clock or anything. Um, and I know Harris got hurt at some point during the game, but, um, I'm happy for Mac and that you know and the offense uh, that they got it that they got things rolling a little bit. Yeah, that was Mac Jones from last year that came to play, and mm-hmm. um, it's you know it's good. If you look at Ramondre Stevenson, he still had a hundred yards total from scrimmage. Mm-hmm. They used him well. The offense overall was better, um, at least the best that we've seen all year. The offensive line still has a long way to go. As far as, you know, blocking, as far as at the end, Trent Brown just, just picked the wrong technique. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so it actually showed more about the Patriots offense and it showed more about Minnesota's defense. I don't know about that 9-2 record really is justified. So I think every team's record is based on who they play. I think there's only maybe one or two teams that flat out, no matter who they play, they're better than. Um, Kansas City's probably one of those teams. Um, I think for the most part, whoever you play, whatever weakness they have, teams are really good at at exposing that. And Patriots have been able to do that recently. That's why they got it on that, um, you know, a little bit of a, a winning streak there. But when you start to face the tougher teams, um, you know, they're going to be able to exploit your weakness. So you really have to be clicking. You have to almost play a perfect game to get wins uh, in the NFL, like down the stretch. So Minnesota, I think they're a good team. I think uh, the Dallas game was a little bit of a anomaly. I don't think they're as bad as the beatdown they took in Dallas. Um, but, you know, offensively, even with a deteriorating Kirk Cousins and Adam Thielen not, you know, not being his normal self. They're they're going to be a force to reckon with offensively, for sure. I mean, they're 5 and 1 at home the Vikings are and you know, if you look at their schedule who they beat, it's almost come, it, it came down to like the last play of the game. Uh on every basically every game. I don't see a blowout Except for the Packers game. Um, you know, they lost to the Eagles, obviously. But the Lions, 24-28. The Saints, 28-25. The Bears, 29-22. I just, I'm not buying that Minnesota record at all. Um, again, I think that Cowboys, like you said, is their upper tier team. And I think that the, the Patriots just... Instead of beating Minnesota, they should beat themselves up and look in the mirror and like this one for the taking it. Just bad. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I didn't think that Kirk Cousins played super, super well, but he played well enough to beat them. Yeah, so it was a very disappointing Thanksgiving. So if you subtract the Patriots loss, Thanksgiving was awesome. Mm -hmm. Then you accumulate that. Oh, that was a stomach. Mm -hmm. The other game that we have to review is the Bucks. Versus the Browns, which the Browns won in overtime. I thought that the Bucks were going to handle the business, so I predicted a victory, uh, 28-17. Ron, you had the Bucks winning 24-20. So what happened this game? Um, this game was disappointing, you know, as a semi-Buck fan. Um, I think it was a game that, you know, that I thought it was going to be a little bit difficult to slow uh, Chubb, Chubb down. I think, you know, Cleveland has some, again, they have some strengths too. You know, running the ball, it can be, it can out-physical you. And I thought they they did that um, against uh, Tampa. And then offensively for the, you know, for the Bucks, it didn't have Fournette. Um, now they really like the kid White. Um but I think Fournette is a difference maker in the backfield when you have him. Um, how long is Fournette going to be out? I don't know. I don't know how, how much longer he's going to be out, but they need him back in that backfield, I think. Um, and then Mike Evans. I mean, every year. He's up there too in age, right? But every year I feel like, man, this guy, after he catches a ball, he's like off to the sidelines because he's like injured. And uh, for him to only have two catches, um, you know, that's that's a problem. Obviously, Godwin played well. Uh, but, you know, I, I just don't know if this uh, Buccaneers team, I don't think they're a, they'll probably end up making the playoffs, um, but they could be a team that's like one and done. Yeah, I mean, 189 yards by the Browns, a lot, almost 200 yards. And I know Nick Chubb is something else. 4.5 average when he was running with the ball. But then, like, the other players, Schwartz, 31. Berset had two runs for 27 yards. Hunt, which they didn't use him a lot, 5 for 15. So it's like, so what's going on with the Bucks' defense? I thought they were a shutdown defense. Apparently, <laughs> you can run on them. And again, again, it's all about who you play. That's why I am really cautious when we talk about like who's the best defensive teams. You're playing scrubs. Obviously, your stats are going to look great. But when you face a Derrick Henry or uh, Nick Chubb or Saquon Barkley, you know they're they're going to get their you know they're going to get their yards. And how well can you hold up against teams like that? That you know what they're doing. They're going to run. He got 26 carries. There's no secret. Nick Chubb was getting the ball, and they couldn't stop him. So, um, you know, that's that's their identity. And the Bucks, I don't know how good their defense is, uh, but they need to get better. They need to play better uh, down the stretch and, you know, once they get to the playoffs. To get, and then I think I'm more worried, though, offensively, because there's nothing but old guys uh, on that team. And then... A really, really young offensive line. Um, the offense is going to be the, the issue for the for the uh, Buccaneers down the stretch. And they started the game pretty good. I mean, 
when you look at it, they were running the ball. White was looking good. Brady didn't have to do too much. They had the lead, 17-10. to 10. Um, But just, I don't know what happened after, after that score by Tampa Bay. Everything went downhill. Yeah, I mean, uh, Cleveland continued to run the ball. Um, Brissett played well. Um, you know, his numbers aren't that that great, but I thought he played a pretty decent game. Uh, Njoku, their tight end, made a ridiculous catch. I um, saw the highlights. Ridiculous catch in the end zone. And then Amari played well, too. You know, he balled out. He's a good receiver. So um, it's just one of those matchups, I think, that's that was going to be tough. But I and I thought the Bucks would be able to pull it out, um, you know. But I, you know, I had them winning by four points, twenty-four to twenty. But it was, uh, you know, the other way around. You know, Cleveland scoring twenty-three, Tampa only getting seventeen. So I'm just taking a look at what who the Browns have left because now that Deshaun defending Deshaun Watson's coming in, so obviously they have Houston. So we're gonna put that at victory. So there, that would make them five and seven. Then they have the Bengals, the Ravens, and the Saints. So we'll we'll just say the Bengals, the Saints, losses. Uh, the Bengals and the Ravens, excuse me, losses. So they have the Saints. So now they're what six and nine. So they would have to win out against the Commanders in Seattle just to. Be in the conversation. Commanders and the Steelers. I'm Steelers, sorry. Mm-hmm. So, do you think they make it? No. No? I mean, Deshaun would have to play out of his mind. And the defense has to play better, too. Uh, the Cleveland defense. So, you know, they would have to be clicking on all cylinders. And I don't see that how that can be, how that's, you know, even fathomable with a guy who hasn't played in, in two years. Yeah, I guess we'll have to see what kind of numbers he puts up against Houston. You know, whether they... I mean, are they going to be good numbers? They could be bad numbers. You don't know. You just don't know against live. And and it's Houston. And it's Houston. Right? It's just like the Steelers. And I don't want to get to the Steelers yet, but it's... it's it's like going us going against the, the Saints or the Colts. Like, what can you really get from that game for a team that doesn't have a, a they don't know who their starting quarterback is, right, in Houston. Um, they're running back. They haven't been able to run the ball in like three or four weeks at all. Um, and their defense, Houston's defense, isn't playing that well either. So, like, how much can you gather from this matchup? I, I don't know. You know, win or loss. It, it should be a win. I don't. It should not be a loss. You should not be losing. Mm-hmm. What do they have? One victory? Two victory? All season? Um, let's see. They have. Where are they here? Yeah, you should not. One. One and nine. Yeah, you should not be. One, nine, and one. As a matter of fact, I don't even know if he's going to play the whole game. They should be like, all right, three quarters will put Brissett in. That ain't happening. They're not going to go out and blow Houston. Houston? No, because they have a good running game. Why would they need to? They just. Take the lead and give the ball to Chubb. Okay, so let's let's talk about the Steelers because you you actually picked them to lose against the Colts, your own team, your own flesh and blood. 
17 to 20, and I actually like Pittsburgh 7 13. So, Ron, why did you go against this? One, our offense, even though we've been playing better the last couple weeks, <clears throat> I did not expect them to come out in the second half and continue to put points on the board. That's number one. Two, um, that is the worst game plan I think I've seen out of any team uh, in the Colts. You know, for you not to pound the ball with Taylor, I know he got 20 carries, but you know, you should. I felt like, and they said it throughout the game, that he's not, Taylor's not getting the ball enough. You know, you need to get him the ball in space. We're the worst team at covering running backs out of the backfield. You know, he had three receptions, but they didn't really set anything up for him in terms of like screens or him running wheel routes or anything like that. None of that was done. And um, I just don't think they had a really good game game plan, the Colts did. So that um, the game yesterday, it fell into our laps. I thought we played really well offensively in the first half. Second half, third quarter, I was like, okay, this is back to Steeler football. And they outscored us 14 to, to nothing. But uh, good job by Kenny Pickett. I thought this was his best game. Um, you know, leading them, uh, you know, back uh, into a, to a, a late score and, and a win. Okay, Ron, this is, I'm going to tell you what I saw because at the beginning of the game, you know, I saw two bad offensive lines. Mm-hmm. Um, I would agree with you that I didn't think that they were going to score 24 points, but they did. And I, I will agree with you. And even at halftime, when they were interviewing, I don't know if it was halftime or the first quarter, they interviewed Jeff Saturday. They were like, why aren't you using Jonathan Taylor more? And he even said it himself. He's like, yes, we definitely need to use Jonathan Taylor more. So he was just saying that for the cameras because it seemed like... <laughs> It seemed like they went right back to Matt Ryan throwing ridiculously bad passes. Uh, and then when you guys had the lead 16-3, to three, I was like, that's it. There's no way that the Colts are going to come back in this game. They did. And they did. And it took the lead. Why? Why? Why did it happen? Well, we only had two possessions, if I remember correctly, in the third uh, quarter. And both of them... At least one of them was a free and out, and I thought that uh, there was a throw Kenny threw that was a drop, um, and that's why one of the possessions stalled. Um, that's how it's been, you know, for the Steelers the last few weeks. You know, it doesn't matter how well they play in the first half. There's like, you know, the other team usually makes some sort of adjustment, and then we come out slow for whatever reason. That's, you know, that's what happened. Um but Kenny played a, to me, he played a really, this was his best game. You know, they, he wasn't perfect. There were some throws um, that he missed, you know, wildly. Um, he had one that skipped in, I think, to to uh, Deontay and one that he overthrew to Pickens. But he also had like, I thought there was like four drops that the, uh, and including two touchdowns that probably should have been caught. Um, so I thought Kenny just, he played a lot better. And that's all I'm looking for, I think. And that's all every Steeler fan should be looking for from here on out is just growth. I feel, By the way, let me make sure I give him credit. Matt Canada called a hell of a game. 
And I've been on Matt Canada all year, just like every other Steeler fan. He called a great game. Great, you know, um, screen call that he made. Quarterback sneaks uh, or quarterback, uh, you know, runs uh, that he called. I just thought he called a really, really good game. Well, this game was, you know, pretty easy. When we talked about it last week, now we were comparing apples to apples. And we are like... Watch Mike Tomlin lose to Jeff Saturday. I was like, because what happens in the fourth quarter? It looked like Jeff Jeff Saturday didn't know what to do with the time they management. They almost came down and scored, and Tomlin didn't either, right? To me, I think there were some sometimes. Uh, I forgot what drive it was. Tomlin didn't use do a good job of benching the clock either. Um, I thought Jeff Saturday. You know, at the end, I don't have any issues with him not using a timeout. I thought that was the right call. I know he came out today and said he actually used a timeout. There was plenty. They weren't going to lose the game because of time. They were losing the game. They were going to lose the game because of execution. Yeah, 30 the seconds, play calling was thirty seconds is a lot of time. Bad. Thirty bad. seconds. Yeah, that fourth down call. No, it was a third down call. Right? He tried to catch him off guard. Didn't use a timeout. They try to run. If they executed that and got the first down and use a timeout there, they're back in business. So I didn't have any issues with them not using a timeout there. I don't see why everyone's killing him for that. Um, now, the execution after that, the fourth down play was horrible. Uh, Matt had to run for his life, um, and it didn't work out. But for us to be focused on, oh, Jeff Saturday didn't use his timeout. So, well, no, that, that's not the reason they lost. They just didn't execute when they needed to. Well, they they outscored the Steelers the second half by six points, and they, you know, and that's pretty much they lost, you know, by seven or ten points. So it's just it just goes to show you that if your team plays hard and there's some level of decent coaching, gonna win. And I think that Jeff Saturday was a little bit overmatched, especially when the game got tight. No, they lost. Then that that should be a victory for the Steelers. Yeah, I didn't see anything egregious by Saturday. Like I said, I thought, you know, I thought the offensive play calling, and that's not, you know, him necessarily make you know calling the plays. That could have been better. Uh, they should, like we talked about, they should have ran the ball more. Um, I was fine with how he managed the clock at the end. If if they get that first down and call a timeout. Uh, we're not having a conversation about how he used his timeouts uh, today because there was 30 seconds left. They were on like the 20. You know, you can run like seven plays with 30 seconds. Um, there were plenty of time left to get the ball in the end zone. They just did not, you know, they weren't able to, to execute down the stretch and we were able to get some pressure on Matt Ryan and make him move his feet. So, yeah. And then that, if you want to stop the clock, there's a timeout. Mm-hmm. Want to run seven plays, got to use a timeout. That's, why he came out and said, you know, I should have used it because that would have stopped the clock, aka more play. Um, let's talk about the absence pressure really quickly mm-hmm. because I actually, after like three or four weeks of not hitting, I actually hit on my absence pressure. What a game this was. And this was a really good game. Went into overtime, they pulled it off the Raiders 40 to 34. Uh, I something told me that the Raiders were gonna play hard 
So that's back to back weeks that they won in overtime, right? Mm-hmm. I think that the rest of the season they might actually play hard. What's what's their record term? Uh they are four and seven. Yeah, so you know, and I don't know what the schedules what the schedule's gonna gonna look like uh at the end. I know they probably have to play the Chiefs and the Chargers multiple times, right? So let me just take a quick look. Because what do you think? They're in or they're out? No, they're out. Yeah, they're out. It's too much to... Yeah, I know they're playing better. It's still too much to overcome at this late in the game for them to, to get in. And even though they won against a we think is a pretty decent team uh, in Seattle, there's still a long way to long way to go. So they play the Chargers, the Rams, the Patriots, the Steelers, the 49ers, and the Chiefs. Yeah, they're out. Mm-hmm. Too tough. I can I can see them beating the Rams, but then they, everyone else they're gonna. Just, so they're out. Your upset special was the Jets versus Bears. You picked the Bears 27-10-24. They got whooped. Mm-hmm. So what happened this game? Yeah, we made this call. I think on Monday when we had our podcast. So you know, I'm thinking Fields is gonna play. That's number one. He didn't play. And we had no idea who the Jets quarterback was going to be. So, yeah, Mike White, is that his name, the quarterback for the Jets? He, he balled out, you know, and Bears had nothing going. And then they Bears, I think they lost their receiver, too, their top receiver, their only good receiver, really. Uh, so that didn't help at all. Um, so that game was completely different. Um, I don't, I'd like to see what the line was. Jets was favorite four and a half. On Monday, by the time they announce White as a starter and Fields as being out, I wonder how much that line shifted. Um, well, they announced Fields being out like an hour. Mm-hmm. There was a big, like, you know, I guess Vegas didn't like, oh, yeah, money shifted. He was the only one that could have, you know, win the game for them. And even when he was playing well, they weren't winning. So, you know, with him not being there at all, there was like no chance that yeah, the Bears were going to win. Was... But, you know, it's a win for me and for our Steelers because we have their second round pick and right now it's a, I think it's like a 32nd or 33rd pick overall, so that's great for the Steelers. I hope they keep losing. The Bears do. Okay, on to week 13. Wow, week 13. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go on with Pittsburgh at Atlanta, the forty-three over and under. It's an even pick. I have it with Pittsburgh winning twenty-four to seventeen. What do you have? I got Pittsburgh winning twenty-seven thirteen. Um, I don't like Atlanta. I've seen enough of them now. Obviously, Cordell Patterson is a decent running back. No pits, uh, right? No pits. He's out. You got a rookie receiver. Mariota just hasn't played well. Um, at all. I don't know why they haven't made the move yet to their rookie uh, quarterback to see what he, he can bring them. Uh, I guess because they're probably mathematically still in it. What's the record for Atlanta right now? I mean, I think that they're second place in the Yeah, division, they're five right? and seven. That's probably why they haven't made the move yet. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I got the Steelers winning this uh, comfortably. This is probably a game they should win comfortably. I have... Buffalo at New England. 
uh, Patriots are, give, are given five and five points. I think it's went down to four, just forty three over and under, uh, forty three and a half or under. Ron, what what do you give? I got the Bills winning twenty seven twenty four, but I can see this game going either way. To be honest with you, um, I think this could be a pretty pretty close game. No uh, Von Miller. Uh, Bills still looking. I don't know what what's going on with their offense. Um, this is a game the Patriots can win. Yeah, I got the Patriots winning twenty four to twenty one. And this, the reason that you mentioned no Von Miller, I guess a whole bunch of players came down ill on Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not even sure they're going to be on Wednesday injury report. And then Josh Allen, I feel like not Brian Dable not being there, it's struggling for him. I just think he's making a lot of untimely mistakes, like fourth quarter in the end zone mistakes when he should be coming away from points. I don't blame that on a coordinator necessarily. I think Josh Allen just needs to to play better. I blame it on the coordinator. I blame it on the fact that he has an elbow that's bombing, bothering him or something. Also, he hasn't been he hasn't looked good in the last you know since. They started the season. They started at six and one, and now they've dropped some. Games. Mm-hmm. And now, like the TD to internet uh, inter- interception ratio is up. I don't know. This might be a good time to play the Buffalo Bills. I think so. Um, you know, it's New England at home. I know it's five points, four points underdogs, but I. Listen, I told you that they need to win four games to be sure, right? Hmm? Sure. I thought that the Viking games was one of them. Now, you have to shift the focus shift the focus to this game. Because if they drop the ball on this game also, that means their record is 6-6 six and six for the year. They're 500. I just don't see them making the playoffs. With just you know, with the remaining schedule. Let's see. So you got Bills, Cardinals, Raiders, Bengals, Dolphins, and Bills again. That that is uh, that's tough. Because I feel like the Bengals are finally making their you know, late, late, late. <laughs> yeah. Spread into <laughs> yeah. like, like looking. Last year. Yeah, like last year basically. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think that Bengals game might be, you know, I, and Chase might be back. He's for that back. Game. Yeah, he's, so, he, it looks like he's going to play this week. So I, fact. I don't, I don't see them. This is going to be a tough game, and it's Thursday, so it's prime time. So you know, anything. Yeah, and you you mentioned the line. The line has moved because I think when you updated, it was four and a half. I went in early, maybe three hours ago, and it was five, and now it's down to four. So. So yeah, so who knows? Might be three by game mm-hmm. time. Uh, the next game, New Orleans at Tampa. I think it's a forty point over under. I think Tampa's gonna win it out, twenty to thirteen. Ron, what'd you give them? Yeah, I'm close. I got twenty one ten Tampa winning. New Orleans is a hot mess. New Orleans can't score. Their defense—they have a good defense, but it seems like they're giving up. Like. We just not gonna get because that front that front seven 
you know, stopping now. I don't see them stopping anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although it is the bugs, so I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's why I mean 20 points, 21 points, whatever. You know, Tampa was averaging 30 points last year, so they're not themselves uh, this year at all. Uh, but I think they'll, they should be able to win this pretty easy, considering the Saints, again, the quarterback situation is not, not good. Uh, so let's, I mean, I thought that the Bucks were coming back. You know, they won two in a row. They were doing good. Then the Browns, I mean, losing to the Browns, what can you say? I mean, mm-hmm. it is a Brown. The upset special, what do you have? Yeah, so I got, I went with a Philly-Tennessee game with Philly favored five and a half. Um, I thought that is a pretty big express where I check it again right now just to see where that spread is at. Um, but I got... I got the Titans winning. That was the game I'm, I think I'm the most comfortable with. Outside of the one you chose, I didn't want to be a copycat and take uh, take your game. So right now, uh, where is the line on here? I don't see the line for some reason. Um, I think it went down. I was just line. curious. I was looking to see what it was. But when I had checked it, it was Philly favored by five and a half. I got Tennessee um, in Tennessee winning 21 to 20. I, I like that, but it is the Eagles. So you think the Eagles are going to falter? It's not that they're going to falter. Um, I think um, Hertz has been incredible. Um, I think he is not going to be as incredible against a really, really good Tennessee front. And, um, if they can stop the run, I think they will be able to stop Philly from running. And they can keep Hurts in the pocket, which I think they can do. Then Tennessee has a chance to win the game. I, I like I like the gutsiness of the take. I just... Philadelphia, even though... What was it? Sunday night game? I get the Packers. Mm-hmm. You know, you look for a second that the Packers were going to make a comeback. Rogers got hurt and came. Love they didn't do too too bad, but mm-hmm. you know the Eagles. I think that as, a, as the season moves along, I think like you said earlier, people are starting out. Yeah, I mean you can't. Jalen Hurts ran for one fifty-seven against uh, Green Bay. You can't have that. Tennessee can't allow that. And on top of that. Miles Sanders went off for 143, <laughs> you know, so they ran for 363 yards. You're not going to do that against Tennessee's, uh, you know, front seven, I don't think. Not with Simmons there. Um, well, it's the Eagles and the Giants, right? They're like probably the one and two combination. They just rush, rush everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's a quarterback, whether it's running back, whether it's first call. They just want to outrush you, right? So if you can put a lid on the rushing, which I think Tennessee can, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think this could be a tighter game. It should be a low-scoring game. I think 21-20 to 20 might be. Okay, for my upset special, I went with uh, Miami at 49ers in San Francisco. It was four points. 46 and a half and I do see 
San Francisco winning this one 24-17. I know what you're about to say. Well, isn't Miami just scoring? It's a... I saw a reporter, Ron. It was a Miami report. She actually said this word. Tua for MVP. What do you what do you feel about that? No. 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 Why? What what I think listen, he's had a good season. Um <coughs> much better than I thought he was even capable of playing. Um but I would give the MVP to Hill or, or the other receiver over, I would give it, you know, Tua, if I was choosing someone from, from their team. Because um, Tua, with Tua, they haven't lost it. Yeah, I get that. You know, they, but Jalen Hurts, give me Jalen Hurts over Tua, and what Jalen's done so far this season. Um, you know, I think Jalen's doing it with, well, I can't say the weapons aren't as good, they're probably just as good now, but I don't think he's in that. For me, he's in the MVP conversation. Yeah, I mean, when I saw the reporter say that, first of all, she, she even mentioned that when she said it, she got a lot of Twitter, Twitters uh, in her, her DM <laughs> um, saying, what are you talking about? But, again, this Miami reporter plus the Miami hype machine these Dolphins teams has. I think the other day I also saw, like, their defense is some world beater defense. Even though they like every time I see I see Miami play, their defense is a twenty plus point. Mm-hmm. I don't know how can you say that about your defense. They're not. Yeah, they're, they're not. Yeah. So again, yeah. Miami comes with a lot of hype. I don't know if it's a Florida thing. I don't know if it's a Miami thing. They just have a lot of hype. I do love to see them lose. That's why I'm. My upset special is the Niners being at the band. I believe in the Niners' defense. I believe in Garoppolo not turning the ball over and just doing enough. He's not going to wow you. You're not, he's not going to be the stat line of the day. Just going to be a good quarter. Give, give the ball to the weapons. Yeah, and I'm looking at like Miami's schedule this year and the points that they're putting up and let's I'm gonna go through the last few games. Thirty points against the Texans. Texans have a good defense? No. Thirty nine points against the Browns. Browns defense that good? No, not really. Thirty five points against the Bears. Bears defense any good? No. Thirty one points against the Lions. Are they any good? No. So you know and then prior to that, you had Tua not playing, I think. But let's, you know, let's see what they look like when they play a really good defense in San Francisco um, and Bosa's all up in Tua's face. Tua took a nasty spill again, once again, for holding on to the ball too long. He got like bent backwards in half. I was like, this guy has not learned a thing. Um, they're going to get to him quite a bit you know I think um, and that's why I want you know I was kind of leaning towards that game too but you know I listen I, I just think again going back to who you play that has a lot in defining what your record is how good of a season you have whether or not you look like you're an MVP 
key player or not. <coughs> and, uh, you know, I think you know, two has been good. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to completely diss, diss him. But, um, you know, a lot of other quarterbacks would look that good playing that schedule. Well, here's Miami's rating schedule. Niners, and the Chargers, got the Bills, the Packers, the Patriots, and the Jets. So, the Jets have a good defense. The Patriots have a good defense. The Bills have an excellent if healthy. The Chargers defense is pretty good. I don't think they're, you know, they're not at the level that we thought they would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is going to determine whether Tua really is the MVP. Or is he just somebody that Mike McDaniel actually says, just get rid of the ball. Mm-hmm. Give it to the best playmakers. Mm-hmm. Which is you know, Tariq Hill, Waddle. Um, I think they have pretty good. T- so yeah, we'll we'll see how good uh, Miami is this week. Yeah, for the 49ers, this would be a good matchup for them too. Like, how good are the 49ers? They've been on a streak now uh, as well. Um, this is a team to me. We're talking about Odell Beckham, where he can go. This is a team to me that would be a great landing spot for him. I think. Uh, a, a Super Bowl contention uh, team that is maybe li- lacking a receiver or another offensive weapon. The 49ers have won one at home. So this this is this should be a good parameter for Miami as far as teams that you'll face. In. So that is week number 13. Ron, do you have anything else to add to this wonderful show that we do? Uh, no, it's it's crunch time for all of our teams. Um, all of our teams have been a little bit of a, to me, a disappointment. Um, your team's still in the thick of thin things. I think, what are they, ninth right now in playoffs? Eighth. Eighth. So they're right there, basically. Um, we'll see how the, the next few weeks go. Steelers got a long hill to climb. You know, we'll see what this week's hold. They have a pretty favorable schedule. And then the Bucks, um, listen, they're not playing well, but no one is in that division. So if they can hang on and win the division, they're still in the playoffs and then anything can happen. So, uh, you know, it's every week at this point, every game counts and matters. So uh, I'm, I'm excited for the for, for December football. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm glad that it's getting cold. I'm glad that you know we can actually function at the headquarters now because mm-hmm. we're not sweating our mm-hmm. you know b a l l s off. Um, the other thing is, are you on the Celtics bandwagon? Mm, not yet. I told you. It's like... seventeen and four. I'm. What else do you need to to see? So He's... they're seventeen and four. How did they start the season last year? Horrible. Okay. Um, basketball, to me, is a game of streaks. And what you do in November has no bearing on what happens in January and February. And Yes, it does. Your you know. placement. You want to be number... You want to have every home playoff game. Yeah, you're right. That's why it matters. That's why you want... Game number seven at the garden. You don't why you want to play Miami guys? 
I, I, I don't want to play the Bucks at the, at the end of the day. Sell. I know this. I'm comfortable with the Celtics being in the playoffs, but all that matters is once you're there, what do you do? Right. You better get to the dang championship and win that thing. I don't want to hear see another, you know, season where we get to the playoffs and then like choke. This is not gonna happen. You you haven't been watching this. They put up a hundred and forty points last night. It's November. A hundred and forty. No one's points. giving any effort in November. Literally, none of them oh, are giving no, any effort. Hey, everyone's giving. No. They want to win. Nobody says, "Oh, it's November. I'm gonna take the night off." No. They it's, all go a hundred percent. It's like this baseball. Is why basketball baseball is so for a whole first great. half of the season. Ain't nobody out there giving that. They don't even. The pitchers don't even go like three innings. What in baseball. are you talking about? <laughs> The first you're, half basically, of the you're insulting all professional basketball and baseball players by saying that That's, they don't care it's about not, the. It's hey, football. You got 17 weeks. No, no, I don't want to compare. 17 weeks. I don't want to compare the NBA to counts, the, the NFL. This you is know, a totally different animal. I'll, I'll Oranges start and apples. Once the Steelers are officially eliminated, which may not happen for a while, just the way things are going, um, I'll. Start to take a look at the side. It might be around Christmas. We'll see. I think I think the Celtics are playing. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Ron is out until the Steelers are mathematically out. I'm saying, Ron, you're missing out on A plus A plus A basketball. Yeah. I'm also uh, missing out on uh, some A plus soccer, apparently, too, right? First of all, I told you I don't call it the S word. <laughs> Have you watched any other commercial with uh, what's the name, Peyton Manning? He calls it the S word. It's not the S. Aren't they chanting that? Um, it's that it's uh, it's called soccer. I thought that I saw that. That's what no. They there's ch- a commercial mm-hmm. that is saying, "Hey, it's called soccer." Mm-hmm. But hey, who am I, right? All I'm saying is, you're missing out on great international football. It, That's what I'm it saying. can't be that great if the scores are 0-0 zero, zero, and 1-1 one, one to nothing. That is the most Americans mm. make this horrible mistake thinking that in this game there's going to be a lot of goals. Yeah, I don't need to see a lot of goals. I just need to see a lot of action. There's and action. There's plenty of action. So, I and I didn't watch the game today, but I heard Iran didn't have one shot on goal in the first half. Is that true? Yes, because the United That's States... That's not action. The United States... See, Zero you see, shots again, on goal is not action. Again, you're confusing offensive with defense. The United States like Brady. You watch the game, you will see that they possess the ball 90% of the time. When you have the ball that long, you're not going to give the other team that many opportunities. They played phenomenal. It's phenomenal played in that first half. What was the score? One nothing. That's my point. That was the that's, final score. That's my point. And if it's you if you watch the last twenty minutes, you'll be on your seat. It's so excited. Mm. But you did. So with that said, <laughs> I say peace. Peace. Hey guys, thanks again for listening and supporting us. You can find us at the Sim Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Or you can email us at shutym.com podcast at gmail.com.